Hey folks, this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. For this episode, I'm going to get into something that I don't typically discuss, even though it's really at the heart of a lot of what I do in terms of coaching and writing at Introvert Unbound. I may regret this, but we're going to give it a whirl. It can't hurt. People are being a bit more introspective right now and have less to do in the pandemic. So this might be a good time to bring this up or it might be a terrible time. I am going to frame this in terms of dating because that is the carrot. Uh, A lot of what we discuss at Introvert Unbound has to do with dating, but really that's just the way to get in the door. Personally, that was how I started to work on myself because I wanted to improve my situation with women. And then it ended up opening into a whole other realm where the relationships with women were still important, but were not the main component. They were just a piece of the greater whole. But let me be blunt and frank and say that, yes, If you do pay attention to what I'm about to say, it will help you with women. But there is a lot of other impetus to do this. Okay, so basically it comes down to raising your consciousness. What does that mean? Well, I'm not talking about hippy-dippy stuff here. I'm not talking about even necessarily spirituality. I don't even know if I believe in spirit. Pretty much all of my beliefs are founded in pretty hard science and I don't typically believe in something unless there's a lot of evidence for it. I mean, over time, I definitely learn and change my mind. But I'm not coming at it from a woo-woo perspective. It's simply that we have different levels of what is known as psychosocial development. So this is really a psychology issue. We view the world through different lenses. So we all know that when we were children, we looked at the world differently than we do now, right? I think we would all agree with that. And we also know that different people have different perspectives. And yes, everything is valid from a, a way of looking at things. In a sense, everyone is right, but some people are more right than others. And we do know that somebody who is, say, going around killing people and stealing from everyone and just being a very self-centered person, they are not at the same level of psychological development as somebody who wants to take care of themselves but also help. So we build upon these cores. We have basic concepts of survival, which is important. We have to survive first. And a lot of us have been kind of brought down into thinking about survival around the pandemic. But then it moves moves on and on. And I won't get into the details of all that. You can look into something called spiral dynamics or spiral dynamics integral. Somebody named Ken Wilber talks about this stuff. It really came from a psychologist known as Claire Graves and then someone named Don Beck worked on it. But basically it talks about these layers of an onion. And as I said, it's a survival thing. And then it goes up and it basically, you're focused on yourself. You become self-centered and then you start seeing your larger group. And then you start seeing things outside of your group. And then you start realizing everything is pretty much connected. So in some ways that could be like, oh, it's Gaia and hippie stuff like that, right? Which is partially true. Or you could be like, viruses connect us all. One virus in one part of a country then goes around the world. We are connected. And the pandemic has made that abundantly clear. So if you don't think that what you do 
interacts with other people or impacts other people and what others do doesn't impact you, then I don't know what world you're living in and you're just not connected at all to reality and uh, I don't know what there is to say to you. But for the rest of us, and I think this is the vast, vast majority, if you start accepting that there are these different gradations of consciousness, of ways of looking at the world, this is going to make a lot more sense. And I know that was a lot of heavy stuff, and I'm really not going to go super heavy for the rest of this, but I just wanted to let you know what this is based on. And it is based on sound science, everything from psychology to anthropology to biology, chemistry, evolutionary psychology, all sorts of things like that. And here is the kernel. If you are an introverted man, you might be struggling more with dating than your typical, sorry, a an extroverted man. I definitely do not mean to suggest that the typical person is extroverted. <laughs> that is, uh, I'm not going to edit that out, but it's interesting how even that, that even came out of my mouth. So it's society is telling us that introversion is not natural. Of course it is, but let's be honest, the reality is that it is less preferred by a lot of members of our society. We tend to pay attention to the extrovert more, and that's the case with dating. So I think that's what why um, my Freudian slip there was. But moving on from that, introverted men struggle more, and sometimes what that means is you need a, to have a bit of a leg up. So I also tell this to clients who maybe don't think that they're as physically attractive. It's like, all right, well, you got to work on other aspects of yourself. And we're definitely not talking necessarily about wealth here or, or looks or anything like that. We're talking about developing yourself. I, I often phrase that in terms of personality, but I just do that to simplify things. I think it goes a lot deeper than that. So if you are struggling with women and, you know, a lot of it could be the women that you are interacting with, number one, or it could be that you need to work on yourself a bit more. Sometimes it's just developing the skills to put yourself out there. So that's a lot of what we teach at Introvert Unbound, but I do think it goes deeper than that. So if you work on yourself more, you start attracting more women and different women and in some cases, it might actually not be more women because as you evolve yourself, what you have to offer is more appealing to more evolved women. So in some ways, yeah, you can limit your the amount, the quantity, but and I don't like to use the word quality because all people have the same quality. There's no quality woman, quality man, and non-quality. But in terms of what you resonate with. So the more you work on yourself, the more you end up interacting with and drawing in those who are at similar levels. So if you're a guy and you're complaining that the women you're dating are super flaky and they're cruel to you and they cheat on you, well, it might be that that's the level you're at in terms of your development as a man. You're not necessarily doing the same thing. The feminine, masculine, they're, 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 they can be polar opposites. I don't want to get super into that because people misinterpret feminine and masculine saying that it's just like a man all is all masculine traits and women are all female feminine traits. That's not the case, but they're, they're different natures. But anyway, if you are attracting 
a certain type of woman, you might want to look at why that is. It may be that you do have access to different types of women, but you're drawn to a certain type of woman. And that can play into, you know, Freudian psychology stuff, their issues with your mother or whatever. But if you want to examine this and you want to attract a different class of women, work on that for your, yourself. Work on yourself. Ultimately, you should be working on it for yourself and not to attract women. But hey, we, we're all got to start somewhere. And if that is the motivation right now, I want to become a better man because that is going to get more of the women I want in my life. Well, that, that's not a terrible goal because ultimately it actually does help you and it helps society as a whole. And it likely helps those women you're interacting with. So I'm okay with that, even though you got my, my secrets out. I'm actually all about a deeper individual change, which turns into a collective change of society, etc. So let's put it really simply. Let's say you're a guy who is not super good looking in your mind or conventionally, and therefore you, you're not bringing a lot of women into your life. Well, as you evolve yourself and become less superficial and less focused on that stuff, you're going to be around more women who are not as superficial. So I'm not suggesting necessarily going to church, but I'm going to give an example from my own life. I'm not a religious person. Um, I do value, though, a lot of Eastern thought and Eastern philosophy, elements of Buddhism. I don't call myself a Buddhist. I'm not an ist of anything. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that comes from India that I find really interesting. Some of the yogic philosophies. I do meditate. I do believe that we are interconnected in some way. So I've been drawn to some elements of, like I said, Buddhism or those sort of Eastern philosophy things. So I've gone to some talks on that and I've gone to some meditation events, etc. And when I go to those, I don't go to meet women, but pretty much, I wouldn't say every time, but almost every time I've gone to those, there will be at least one one, maybe not a ton of women. So it's not like going to a bar and look at all these attractive single women there, but there's typically been one woman there. And, you know, we often connect in some way. So whether I end up dating her or not, or whether it, it makes sense for us to date, that's, that's another thing. But there are options there. And what's interesting is even though there's less quantity, so I might go to a bar and meet, you know, 20 women that night or something like that. I don't, I don't know if I would meet that many, but let's just say I'd meet half a dozen women, but none of those are really the right women for me. So maybe it's just one at a time at these meetings, but they're more of the right women. And I don't consider myself a bad looking guy. <laughs> um, I'm not a male model anymore. No, I was never a male model, but the women I've met there, sure, there it's still about elements of physical attraction and there has to be the chemistry and everything like that. But they're less hung up on certain things that other women might be focused on. So if you are dabbling in certain circles and you're going out to certain nightclubs, dressing a certain way, getting the haircut, you know, playing the part. That's what a lot of women, that's what they see, they think that they're drawn to. Uh, I mean, they, they may or may not actually eventually realize that that's not what they're interested in. But that's 
that is kind of more in that world. So if you're not able to, let's just say, compete in that world, I would say be a part of that world for a while. You got to go through it and see if you can put yourself out there. That was important for me. I was like, I'm not a mainstream guy and I don't like these bars, but I got to see, can I go up to some club girl and bring her a little bit into my life? And I realized I could, but then over time I was like, wow, well, they're not really bringing much to my life. I shouldn't be hanging out with these women and no, no offense to girls or going to clubs. You know, it's a, it's a phase and, and there's really nothing wrong with going out and dancing. I just don't like the, the music is really what it comes down to. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's a lower consciousness environment, right? It doesn't mean you can't party and play music. I, I, I do all those things. Those things are great. But if you work on your own evolution, the way I did, all of a sudden I am accessing women who I don't need to worry about what shoes I'm wearing, right? And that might be the path for you. You might not get there right away, but if you look at that over the long term, maybe that's a way of doing it. Maybe you're not religious and you don't want to do something that you think is bullcrap, but maybe there is some sort of, you know, there's these Unitarian churches. I've never gone to those, but, or if you're into, I come from a Jewish background, although I've never been religious Jewish, there's, there are these reformed temples. So they're not really super religious. They have a basis in it, but they're a lot broader than that and a, a lot more open-minded. And that can be a good place to go to meet people who are a little bit more with their stuff together. Because again, if that is the complaint you have and you go on a lot of these websites where men complain about women and, you know, I'm going to say it right here, the idea that women don't have a shadow side Anyone who suggests that, that's that's nonsense. And in fact, that, that just repressing that shadow, pretending it doesn't exist, that just makes behavior worse. And then it makes people more upset. You're like, I can't even talk about some of the things that women do wrong sometimes. Of course, there are different elements of that. Sometimes it is something women are doing that they could change. Sometimes it's something women are doing that's not really their fault and is unlikely to change. Sometimes it's things that you're ascribing to the women and that you're actually doing yourself. So that that's a whole that's going into a whole other topic. But you do see these websites and they're like, look at all women. Like I've seen this. Women secretly sleep with dogs, like animal dogs. And that's and it's like <laughs> I'm sure a handful of women have done that, but the idea that that's just a normal thing or even look at this, one more woman who had sex with a minor and that does happen but it hardly happens. <laughs> and these women have issues. They're either mentally ill or they're at very low levels of psychological development. And to suggest that that is inherent to women is absolutely unequivocally false. That is false. And think about it this way, guys, uh, if you're a guy who's listening to this, you don't like it when people suggest that all men are rapists or murderers, right? Because hardly any are, and the ones who are, are fucked up. That's a fucked up man who rapes. It's not a normal man. Oh, all people could be rapists. It's like, no. <laughs> Incorrect. So we don't like that when we're all put in that category. So don't do that with women either. Not just for women's sake. I mean, definitely for women's sake, but also for our sake, because that's a misunderstanding of it. So again, if you are 
there's shitty stuff that happens sometimes. So let's say you're an older guy and you had your ex-wife and then she's doing stuff to harm you. You know, you probably did some stuff to harm her. That's an interpersonal thing. If she doesn't do anything horrific, you know, that's, that's unfortunate. We, we all have our limitations, but if you're with somebody who did something terrible, you know, let's say slept with your best friend or your brother or after after the divorce, um, kidnapped the children, something like that. Well, you got to ask yourself, you why did you choose that woman? You chose that woman. Why was a woman like that drawn to you? And I, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but none of the women who I have made girlfriends over in my life have ever done anything deliberately harmful to me. Now, maybe maybe there's stuff that happened that I didn't know about as possible, but none of those things were done deliberately to harm me that I know of. Um, I would know about it if, if things were. So why is that? Because I've been very cautious about which women I get involved with, even though I have dated lots of different women to see and then prove to myself, okay, not for me. And also I think it's that Certain type of women are attracted to me and drawn to me because they, maybe not my mirror image, but they share my values. And that's really what it comes down to is evolving your values. And so if you're at a certain value level, so if you're only thinking about yourself, the next step is starting to think about a larger group that you're a part of. And that can be everything, you know, so going to some sort of discipline. And this might not be the way, the place that you meet women, but let's say you're just a self-centered guy and, and you don't really care about anything else and you, you have no discipline, no impulse control. Of course, th those are the women that you're going to draw into. If you don't want that, you don't want these impulsive women who you know, can't decide on anything and, and stab your back and things like that volatile, you know, what people would call toxic, even though I don't like that term. No human is toxic. I think we can have toxic behavior. So you need to start developing a discipline. And the way you do that is through some set of rules. So one example, this is just one of many, you know, maybe it's martial arts, something like that. That's, that's a bit of a discipline that gets you a little bit more on that straight and narrow. An example of how a lot of men who are extremely self-centered and impulsive evolve without their, not voluntarily, is they get put in prison. And that is a strict, rigid environment that, you know, you hear those tales of a lot of men who they come out of prison, they do, they are reformed. You know, sometimes they find Allah or Christ or whatever. I'm not, I'm not advocating, I'm not saying you shouldn't find religion, but, um, that it it's enforces order on them and they sort of get their their shit together a bit more. So instead of going to prison, find some sort of discipline that has that order. And then all of a sudden you might be finding that the women you're drawn to and the women who are drawn to you are a bit different. Likewise, let's say you are somebody who is in a, a rigid environment, let's say a church. I'm not saying don't don't be a part of a church, but that can be limiting in some ways. So let's say you're at that, that level in your consciousness. The next thing might be, well, how do I break out of that sameness and 
advocate for myself while also keeping the rules in mind that I just learned from. So that's a step up from just self-centeredness. You're kind of going back to yourself again, but I'm not going to do anything that's harming people because I, I absorbed those values from that previous stage. Now, that's where I think if you're listening to this, you're probably at that stage, right? It's a lot of the self-development world, but there is still a lot of limitation to that. So, you know, you're going to be focused a lot on, you know, flash and, and money and, quote, success. And those are the women that you're going to be interested in. And they're the ones who are going to be interested in you. And that's a, there's a lot of competition there, right? Because let's say it is about status and money for a lot of those women. Well, there's if there's another one who can beat you in that moment and defy you, you know, in the hierarchy, then you're going to lose out there. So there are limitations in that and there's limitations with just your thinking that it is all about you. So that next stage, so chances are most guys are in this. So if you're if you're fine with where you're at, then fine. But if you're kind of frustrated, this is limiting. You know, maybe you did really well, well with women and you're just like, there's gotta be more to this. Or maybe you're struggling. Maybe it's time to take a look at that next stage. And what that is, is looking at things outside of yourself. So it's actually a, a form of service. So you're kind of going back to that group communion again, and you are wanting to assist through compassion. Like if you ever watch a movie and there's an elderly couple and you cry, you have some compassion. And that's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Unfortunately, what we have right now is a lot of, a lot of the folks who model that world are, are not modeling it really well. And a lot of the folks who pretend it's for compassion, like people who say, you need to not be racist. It's like, great. So I'm going to be racist, you know, to end racism or ending sexism through sexism. That's not the answer. And rightly, you look at that and you say, I don't want to be a part of that. Well, that's, those are toxic behaviors. In fact, those are kind of lower stages pretending to be higher stages. So all you got to do is find a thing that you really care about. So men's rights, there's a lot of stuff that I don't personally agree with in men's rights. And a lot of that might even be some lower stage stuff. But if you genuinely care about the welfare of men, not just yourself. So like I need to benefit myself. We need to benefit ourselves and the greater group. If you genuinely care about that, then that's a beautiful thing. Then you are starting to dabble in that level of consciousness. And, you know, maybe you care about dogs. Do something around that. You know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be that effective because a lot at this stage when you just start to care about things, it's kind of about your emotions and you're not going to be at a level where you can really assess what's effective or not. And that's okay. But that next stage is if you want to be moving in that direction, that's, that's how you can look at it. Just find something that you really value in your life and you're like, I would like to see more of that in the world, not just for me, also for me, but for the world itself. So an element of selflessness and you start stepping out of the that self-centeredness and look a lot more at just the world in general. And that can be a really beautiful stage. That's what I recommend. I'm not going to even direct you in, in that because that's really up to you. For me, it was the natural world. I used to go for hikes a lot. I saw an area behind my house where they were taking away the woods that I used to like to walk in. So selfishly, I got involved with things like that. But it was also something that 
unlocked. Wow, okay, it's not just me who would benefit from this wood standing here. It's all the animals and all the people who live here and all of the clean water and the clean air and climate and etc. etc. I'm not saying become an environmentalist. Find your thing that you care about. And if you don't care about anything outside of yourself, that's because you're still at a certain stage. And that's okay. What's important is having a healthy version of that stage. And if you are open, if you are open to the limitations of your stage, you will evolve to that next stage. If not, you, you, you won't. And we can also devolve, but that's a whole other thing. And I'm only going to briefly get into this, but the next stage is when you start becoming individualized again, but you've encompassed all of those different stages and you can kind of, well, first of all, you, you start understanding them so you can utilize the different lenses when you need to. So you can understand where everyone's coming from, so you can relate to people. And you can also start coming up with actual solutions to world problems and even just problems in your life or things that are affecting you in society. So it's kind of like, this is affecting me, but it's affecting the greater world. So it's it's coming from the self, but also greater. And I realize this is getting really esoteric, and so I'm not going to get a lot more into it. But I wanted to see where folks were at. And maybe just a few of you will resonate with this. But what is important about that that stage, I'll just say in, in completion of that, there are stages beyond it. I'm not going to get into that. But you can start realizing that somebody might be at that egocentric stage and then you can understand, okay, I'm not at that stage. You don't have to say, oh, it's a bad thing. Sometimes people do people do bad things at all stages. It's the bad actions. It's not necessarily the always bad intentions. But you can say, okay, that woman at the bar, she's she's had nine drinks. Um, she's ignoring the friends she came with, you know, or, or even her boyfriend to flirt with those guys over there. You can kind of figure out what stage she might be at. This isn't about class over classifying, but just realizing, is that someone I want to be affiliated with? And the answer, unfortunately, with a lot of guys is like, well, she's hot. It's going to get you into some trouble, man. I am not saying that physical attraction isn't important. I'm, it is. It's very important. And in fact, that is the thing that's going to get a woman in the door with me. I need to see whether there is that attraction there. So I am not saying that that should not be an element. It has to be, because if you deny that, it's probably not going to work out as a relationship. But that should not be the end-all, be-all. She's hot. She's in. She's. I might be attracted to this woman. Let's see what she's got going on. And then if you see she's at these stages that you don't want to be dragged down in or kept in, say sayonara. That's going to be the hardest thing you ever did. And... Once you get to a certain facility with women, you don't have to just take any woman who will have you. You can start having some discernment and you can you can actually say, say no to sex. Oh my God, amazing. Sometimes we have to go through a, a stage where we do have more access to it. I think a lot of men, we can bypass that stage, but I had to go through a stage where I felt like, I don't feel like I have the access I want with women. Let me see which women will be attracted to me. I had to do that for a while. And then I realized, all right, that's, it's not enough for a girl to be cute and who wants to spend the evening with me. So start 
realizing that once you can see these different stages you start realizing who is at my stage or even who is at a stage that's a bit beyond me that they might not be into you um they, they, they they're into me if if it's at one of those other stages where they're interested in you know eastern thought and things like that so they're they're not nice shoes and a haircut aren't going to cut it for them they might look at that like oh nice shoes nice haircut let me see what this guy has to say. Okay, not for me. So, and I've experienced that too. Um, plenty of women who are beyond my stage, you don't want anything to do with me. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's as it should be. I think women are a lot better at that a lot of times at saying no because they, they're kind of, their biological role and societal role is to say no because they can't say yes to everyone who will say yes to them. So thinking about that, so all the other stuff, working on yourself, putting yourself out there is really important. Everything from working out to grooming for sure. But if that is the end all be all of your advice, you know, which is I would say 99% of dating coaches is just on that one level of things because that's what level they're at. And that's great. Max out at that level. It's, it's a beautiful level. All these levels are beautiful. But realizing that there are new stages and that might be your path to having a better dating life. And then finally, once you start evolving in that way, you're gonna realize that, first of all, sex and the neediness of always having somebody around to validate you is not central to your being. It's still gonna be important. I mean, unless you become some celibate hermit on a mountain. And I think about that sometimes and it's good to do that occasionally. And I think some of us are basically involuntary hermits, involuntary, we're all in cells now <laughs> during the quarantine unless you're already dating somebody. And I I have been and I'm still keeping the distance because we, we hadn't been dating that long enough to <laughs> risk contagion. But over time, this process of evolution is something that is inevitable. That's where we move. That That is how our species went. We are going in that direction. You can resist it, but then you become stagnant. You're like a stagnant, a stagnant pond, right? And what ends up happening is, is the the water stops flowing and the oxygen leaves it and it starts evaporating, it becomes all mucky, and it eventually it's no longer a pond, right? It's just a mucky place. And you want that flow. You want that flow. So it's not about running faster than you can walk, but it is about being open to that and seeing what what are the things I'm missing? What are some stages that I might be limiting myself in regards to? And being careful what information you take in. So if all you absorb is, you know, how big are your biceps and um, you have to wear that right clothes, yeah, you, you'll appeal to a, a a certain amount of women, but are those the women that you want to be around? And if those are not the women who are being drawn to you, then maybe it's time to go to that next stage. So that's all I got. And I hope everyone is well. And I'd be curious to hear any feedback on this, whether this is anything that resonates with anyone. I'm not going to get into this sort of heavy stuff that often, because frankly, I don't think most folks are ready for it. And I also have to work on my ability to communicate it. And I'm constantly in a process of evolution. So I'm, I'm still learning and I'm still going through stages and understanding myself. 
So I'm not trying to speak as some expert here who's at the, you know, looking down on the rest of the world. No, I, I have a, a long way to go, but I've come a long way. And that's what I'm speaking from is my experience in that regard and looking back to how I was before and how I could have progressed quicker had I been less in denial about stuff. And I wish, I mean, it sounds vain, but I wish I could go back to the past and listen to this podcast I'm making right now because it would have got me on track quicker, but that's impossible, I think. Those of you who understand time travel, I don't. Explain how that's probably not possible, but you know what I'm saying. So I hope this is useful to some of you and take care. Hey folks, this is Wes Colton, coach and founder of Introvert Unbound. I hope you got something out of the latest podcast if you'd like to keep up on future episodes, be sure to subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, or wherever else you found us. If you want to go a bit deeper, please go to introvertunbound.com and sign up for our free monthly email newsletter. And if you're serious about developing a more fulfilling social, dating, and professional life, email me at wes at introvertunbound.com for your free 20-minute zero-obligation online console where we'll come up with a game plan for you to leverage your strengths, overcome your obstacles, and become the introvert unbound.